0: I went to the Youth Leaders Retreat to give a talk. And uh, so please pray for them. Uh, 20 of them, 20 of our youth leaders are going to a retreat until today. So pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, okay? And we need to form leaders because our youth group is getting bigger and bigger and bigger every week. Right now we're getting 90, right? Maybe next week. Maybe next week, we'll get more 100. And uh, so we need more uh, youth leaders. And uh, the retreat is uh, in a Ukrainian camp in Quebec, uh, like an hour drive uh, from here. And I was telling Cesar, the youth minister, Cesar, I want a bike going there. (laughs) And he was just like laughing. (laughs) So later on, I changed my mind. So I drove going there with my car and I was driving, and it's mostly uphill climb, like a long distance of really very steep going up there. I said, I'm glad I didn't bike going to the campsite, <laughs> or else I could die on the way. <laughs> the other problem also is that I have a, I have a problem of getting lost. Even with a GPS, I still get lost. <laughs> I've, that's one of my weaknesses. Like, Like, I have no sense of direction. I have no, I I don't know what, North, South, East, West. So if we're traveling together, don't depend on me to lead. Okay. Or else it's going to be like blind leading the blind. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to lead you astray for sure. For sure. Uh, And when I'm lost, I don't know, there's some anxiety that I would experience, okay, of getting lost. But at the same time, I also is, it's like I'm excited also because it's an adventure. Okay. Uh, of really finding my way. So in our gospel today, I could relate with the blind beggar there. As a blind person, you need, you're, you're dependent on other people to find your way. Okay. You know, uh, uh, here, here in, uh, here in, uh, uh Canada. Uh, we're living in a first world country, uh, those who have disability, those who are blind, you're, you're, you, you have like the power transport to go wherever you want to go. You're being subsidized also by the government. You know, you're giving some allowance or what, you know, to cover up with your, your, your disability. So, but during the time of Jesus, beggars, the blind beggar, bl- blind, they don't have that privilege. In fact, people often see that as a curse. Thinking that because you have sinned, that's why you are disabled. That's why you're blind. They're rejected. They can't go to the temple to worship. They're rejected in society. Okay? And they need to, to, to beg. They need to beg for money, for sustenance. Okay? And, and that's why in, in our gospel today, Bartimaeus, the blind beggar, was there begging, begging for money, begging for food. And he heard Jesus passing by. And I'm sure you he already heard Jesus performing miracles, blind regaining their sight, cripples walking, okay, deaf regaining back their hearing. He heard these miracles. That's why when he heard Jesus coming, he, he, he pleaded. He made this desperate plea. He shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. What did a companion of Jesus do? Hey, shut up. You know, you're disturbing the master. He's busy. You know, he, he doesn't have time for you. Shut up. But that did not discourage him. He persisted. He even shouted louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Okay, so Jesus called called him, he went, and then Jesus moved with compassion, asked him, what do you want me to do for you? It is as if that Jesus doesn't know what he needs, but he asked Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? He wants to hear it from him. What did Bartimaeus say? Lord, I want. To see again. Whenever there's a healing that happened, in, in that healing that happened there, it's not just for Bartimaeus. It's not just for the benefit of one person. The Lord is teaching a lesson to all those around Him and even to us. For the, f- He's speaking to each and every one of us who has eyes but do not see. He's speaking to those who are spiritually blind. Okay? And uh, I would like to to share with you three groups of people who are spiritually blind. And as I go through these groups of people, I want you to examine yourself what group you could relate to. Okay? The first one is the Jewish people. Okay? There's a scene there where Jesus was looking over Jerusalem and foresees the destruction of Jerusalem. He was weeping. Why was he weeping? Okay. Because, he said, because, he was to to the Jewish people, because you did not recognize the time of your visitation from God. The Jewish people did not recognize him as the Messiah. That's why up to now, our Jewish brothers and sisters, they're still waiting for the Messiah. They were blinded by their unbelief because they did not believe in Jesus. They did not follow Him. You know, some of our uh, uh, Jewish brothers and sisters, some of them have believed already. That's why they're called Messianic Jew. They believe that Jesus is the Messiah. But for others, they're still waiting. They're blinded by their unbelief. Okay? Now, to the second and third group, it has to do with our attachments. Okay? And I'd like to share with you pernicious for peace. Pernicious meaning gradual, subtle harm that is being done on us because of our attachment to these four peace, And see if you could relate. <laughs> I could relate. <laughs> What's the first one? Possession. I want more. I want more possession because if I have more, I will be happy. Okay? See if you're being tempted with that. Okay? Second one is pleasure. Now, pleasure itself is good. <laughs> what I'm talking about is Pleasure, sinful pleasure. I want to feel good at the expense of hurting God, others, and myself. Pleasure. See if you're being tempted with that or you're being attached to that right now. The third one is power. I want to be in control. I want to be in charge. I want to be like God. Power. Okay? The fourth one is prestige. I want honor. You know, I I want to have a good reputation. I want to be famous. Prestige. Okay? So, see where you struggle with that. See where you're being tempted. See where you're attached to. Now, I would like to quiz you. Who remembers my homily two weeks ago? And what's it about? Okay, what's it about? Huh? Louder. Who who can answer the question? Attachment. Attachment. And what's the gospel? What's the gospel? The rich young man, right? It's the encounter between rich young man and Jesus. The rich young man believed in Jesus. But because he was not even willing to let go of his attachment towards what? Possessions. Possessions. Because of that, he was not able to follow Jesus. Okay? Now, who remembers the gospel last Sunday? The gospel last Sunday? Anyone? Some maybe some of you are looking at already missile, <laughs> looking back. <laughs> who remembers? Anyone? Oh, you should be remembering, okay? <laughs> the gospel last Sunday is James and John, the apostle. They're making this special request, okay? What's their special request? Because they're imagining that Jesus is going to be a king, and he has this physical kingdom. And they're requesting to be on the right and on the left of Jesus. They're blinded. By their attachment to what? Power and prestige. Okay? James and John represent those who believe in Jesus, who follow Jesus, but are still in the process of letting go. Okay? Now, that's why I want you to to remember, to, to look into that. I want your assignment is that read Mark chapter 10. The whole Mark chapter 10. And in the Mark of chapter 10, you could see these three groups of people. The first one, the Jewish people. In Mark chapter 10, there's the Pharisees who are questioning Jesus about divorce. The Pharisees represents those Jewish people who do not believe. And because they do not believe, they do not follow. Or maybe you're, you're the rich young man. You know, because of your attachment, to things, or to the four Ps, that you're not able to follow. Or maybe you are, you know, James and John, okay? You're, you're still, you're, you're, you believe in Jesus, you're following Him, but you're in the process of letting go. If you ask me, I could relate with all three. I was baptized as a Catholic, as a baby, but growing up, did not encounter the Lord, did not experience his love, and because of that, I didn't believe in him. I was a a Jewish people. I could also relate with the rich young man. Okay? The Lord was already calling me (laughs) to the priesthood, but I was putting it off. I was working in China. I was doing well there. I was earning good money. I was comfortable with my life there. And I was putting it off because of my attachment to pleasure and to possession. Okay? I, was a, I am a late, a late vocation. I joined the seminary when I was 36. I was ordained at the age of 43. I could relate with James and John. As a priest right now, I still struggle with my attachments. And I'm still in the process of letting go. I think most of us could relate with James and John. We believe in Jesus, we want to fo- we're following Jesus, but we're in the process of letting go. And the Lord is inviting us, calling us to let go. Because if you don't let go, you won't be able to do the mission co- Jesus called you to do. What is that mission? To proclaim the gospel, to heal the sick, to expel demons, to raise the dead. You won't be able to do that. Or if we do the mission that Jesus called us to do, we're not going to be fruitful. We're not going to be fruitful because of our attachment. And in fact, worst case scenario, you could even cause harm. You could create scandal. Look at bishops, priests, okay, lay ministers, lay pastors. Because of their attachment to the four Ps, they've created scandal. It caused so much harm to the church and to the people, right? So that's why the Lord is calling us, is calling us to detach, okay? Now, I don't know if you paid attention in the gospel there about the cloak of the beggar, okay? It says says there that when Jesus called him, he threw his cloak. The cloak signifies his only precious possession. The cloak is his security. The clo- he uses the cloak as his bed, a blanket, to protect from the sun, to protect from the cold, to protect from dust. That's his security, his only precious possession. Okay? But when Jesus called him, He threw off the cloak. He did not throw the cloak off after the healing. It was before the healing. You see the fate of this Bartimaeus? He knew the Lord will heal him. And if the Lord heals him, he doesn't need the cloak. The cloak signifies the things that we are attached to. It's also our unbelief that we need to let go. And what happened there? It says there, he threw off the cloak and followed him on the way. Before we were called Christians, we're called people on the way. On the way to where? To the cross. Because <laughs> if we're going to detach from, from these things, okay, and so that we'll be able to do what the Lord calls us to do, the mission, we're going to die. We're going to die to ourselves. But the Lord promised, you know, St. Paul said, if you died with Jesus, you will also live with Him. And there's one more group of people who is our model, who are models, and that's Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus, who is at the foot of the cross. We see there John, 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 one of the apostles who, who requested to sit on the right and the left of Jesus. Now you see the transformation that happened. He's there at the foot of the cross. Who else is there? Mary Magdalene, a great sinner. I'm sure Mary Magdalene suffered, you know, with, with those attachment to four Ps. But she's there at the foot of the cross. See, there's, there's, there's transformation that could happen. There's hope for all of us that we also could be at the foot of the cross. That's why I, I encourage you, read chapter, read chapter 10 of the Gospel of Mark. Reflect. See where you're at. See what group you could relate to. Are you, could you relate more with the Pharisees and the Jewish people? Could you relate more with a rich young man? Or could you relate more with James and John? We need to acknowledge our blindness. That's the first thing that we have to do. Acknowledge that we're blinded. Blinded by our unbelief. Blinded by our attachments. Okay? And And come before the Lord. And the Lord looks at you lovingly. And he asks you, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? He wants to hear it from you. What what are you going to say? Lord, I want to see again so that I could follow you on the way to the cross.